Week Zero Sports with Petty and Michael. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Well, good morning, Week Zero fans. We are so sorry we're late, but life happens and we just do the best we can. But the show must go on. How's it going, Petty? I couldn't say it any better myself, man. Uh, life happens. We had a busy week, and we're, we're just happy to be getting it out now ahead of our big Saturday morning cocktail kickoff coming up later this morning. That's right. Yeah, so you're probably getting this on Saturday morning early, so we're going to keep it very quick, 10.30 a.m. after you've had your first 30 minutes of game day. want you to jump on the Week Zero Sports YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Sports, and you'll see us go live about 10.30. We've got two great guests coming in tomorrow. Uh, Petty, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Ole Miss guest? Oh, yeah. We've got Stuart Patridge, former Ole Miss quarterback. For our Rebel fans, you'll know him. He was a quarterback in the late 90s in the Tuberville era in a time where Ole Miss kind of had a resurgence, had some of the most exciting games uh, in Ole Miss history were, were led by Patridge, where he beat LSU famously down in Baton Rouge in the big come-from-behind win against Mississippi State and Starkville and the Egg Bowl with the big two-point conversion to Corey Peterson. He's a Rebel great, and so I know the Rebel fans will be excited to hear from him. And I'm sure we'll have some interesting questions to get it a little bit off the rails, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we got our friend Justin from uh, Bama Standard coming in for that show tomorrow morning. Again, at 1030, make sure you hit that. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel so you can uh, get alerted when that comes in, right? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to do it quick. So we're going to do a SEC speed round and then our pick three and then get the fuck out of here, right? That's right. All right. Awesome. Well, let's just get started. That's what she said somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> For two or three, I think, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> All right, so first game we've got on the slate. Actually, we got three noon games. Uh, we'll go in order of who gives a crap right first. Mizzou heading down to the Swamp. Florida's 11-point favorite. No shocker there. Over under 54. Noon on ESPNU. Is this worth watching, Petty? Uh, I mean, it's worth putting on a third TV if you've got a third TV, I guess. I mean, just because it's an SEC game. You know, Missouri's coming off two just devastating losses where they gave a game away down at the Indian Burial Grounds at Auburn. And then, you know, they just couldn't hold on against uh, Georgia. They had them on the ropes but couldn't score touchdowns, could only get field goals, and it cost them in the end. How do they come off the mat after two tough losses going on the road to Gainesville where a team's rested? You know, they just they lost to Tennessee two weeks ago, but they got to take a week off, lick their wounds, and and kind of look at what they did good in that game. So it might be a tough spot for Missouri going down there. So, yeah, it may be worth putting on your third TV. Well, moving on to this next game, I guess this is the one that most people are going to be tuned into at that noon slot, right? We've got the Tennessee Volunteers in kind of a WTF line here, Petty. We've talked about this a little bit, but uh, only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at LSU over under 65, so they're expecting a little bit of scoring there. Uh, noon on ESPN. Petty, why is that Tennessee line so low? All the uh, conventional wisdom says Tennessee should kick the crap out of this LSU team, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a WTF. I mean, if you look at the quarterback comparison alone, you've got Hendon Hooker, who's a Heisman Trophy hopeful already, and his offense is rolling under Josh Heupel. And I mean, you, on the flip side, you got Jaden Daniels, who went eight for 20 last week for 80 yards. That was poo. It just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it screams WTF because one offense is rolling and the other isn't. You know, it just there there was one thing that you brought up earlier this week that almost made me just jump all over Tennessee. And you're like, this game's at noon um, in Baton Rouge. And that's a totally different you know, style of game. Right. But then I showed you something. What was that? 
Uh, apparently, they're going to let these coonasses start drinking at like seven in the morning in the stadium. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I think it's like nine, but nine a.m. Stadium will be open and beer will be flowing at nine a.m. The lines moved two points since that came out. <laughs> yeah, LSU said, "Okay, so you won't let us play at night. We'll we'll fix that." Um, so yeah, maybe the stadium. I, that was my fear earlier in the week that LSU at noon is a different state. It's not the same place. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Love it. Well, we'll see. This one, somebody mark a WTF on that, and you know, I if think. you're crazy, take a little LSU because this doesn't. This stinks. Yeah, that it stinks to the high heavens. All right, here's another one that's, uh, you know, this game just doesn't have a lot of excitement in it to me, unless you're a fan of the the Pigheads or uh, the Cowbells. But you got Arky heading over to um, Starkville. Uh, Mississippi State's a nine-point favorite, over under 57 and a half, so they're thinking there might be some scoring in this one as well. Again, three games, three of the seven games in the noon slot in the SEC. What's going on? I don't know, man, because in, in, this is would have been an intriguing matchup. Like you said, it, the, the problem is I don't think K.J. Jefferson's playing, so I don't know how much offense Arkansas can even muster against State. State's got a pretty good defense. They showed that again last week, shutting down. Well, I, I say that A&M doesn't have much of an offense. But I think State's got kind of a nasty D, and if Arkansas doesn't have their stud quarterback, I don't know how they make this a game. That's why you've seen this line balloon all the way up to nine points during the week. So, again, at yeah, the, everybody, the eyes are going to be on LSU, t- Tennessee. This would be the other TV to keep your game on, but I just don't know how Arkansas am, can make this a game, especially with their beaten up secondary and the air raid from the Pirate. I, State could run away with it. You know, you're really kind of convincing me almost to take this game here, Petty, because like two things you just said made me just, you know, giddy on the inside. Number one, nobody's going to be watching this game. Those are my favorite ones to bet because they're not going to be as rigged. Oh, yeah, less <laughs> emphasis from Vegas. <laughs> Right. No. Yeah. Uh, You know, tongue in cheek on that one. Right. But for real, though, the games, you can usually find a better edge when there's less people looking at a game. And, you know, Arky's had a rough go here lately. Now their quarterback's out. Don't overreact for one player being out. Their next quarterback might be a deadly weapon. You know, we don't know. So uh, it's kind of weird that they skipped to their third string against Bama the other day when they kind of when the game was kind of out of hand and they pulled KJ. They went straight to their third string and didn't show their second string guy. I don't know if that's because he's in disciplinary action or if he's got an injury or something, but I saw there was confusion about that on the Arkansas papers. Um, maybe they're just holding him out because he's a secret weapon. I don't know, man. Who knows? Intriguing. Maybe that'll be the fun thing to watch. You might see the highlights of that one while you're watching Tennessee, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm flip back and forth. God, I hope most people have a second option for TVs at this point, if not an iPad or a phone or something to have the game. You know, YouTube TV really needs to work on a grid for us, right? Give me like a four channel thing. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So the next game going in time order is going to be Auburn at UGA, but we're going to skip that because it actually makes it into our pick three this week. So that's three 30 game. Let's skip on to the four o'clock game. That's your rebels heading over to Vanderbilt, Nashville, uh, where Ole Miss will be the home team in a away stadium. We're also going to have that one in our picture, yep. so we're skipping it, right? Skipping that one, too. We'll get to that in just a minute. All right, South Carolina. We're skipping to the evening game. South Carolina headed to Kentucky. Kentucky minus six, over under 46. That's going to be a stinker. Low-scoring affair, they expect. Um, 7.30 on SEC. And, Petty, before the show, you were telling me something very key about this game, right? Well, Oh, yeah. Well, if you notice, the line opened up. Well, if you follow the lines, it opened up at 10 to start the week, and it's all the way down to 6. And, look, man, Kentucky, you just – I know that you think they may, may kind of – had a little heartbreaker last week in Oxford and may have a little letdown after that, but still playing against South Carolina, you'd expect them to, to beat them down. Why is this line dropping? Well, it, 
apparently uh, star quarterback Will Levis is not going to play this week, so it's dropped the line all the way down to six points. So I, I, I still don't have much faith in you know South Carolina being worth a crap, but, man, Levis being out, I don't, I don't know how much that affects Kentucky's offense. Is their defense good enough to, to, to win a game for them? And they went on the road just when running. But that's why you see that line so low, because it looks like Levis isn't going to play. Levis isn't going to play. So they're, uh, you know, the possible number one draft pick, Levis, yeah, good Lord, sitting out, uh, makes about a four-point difference against South Carolina. I don't know if, if that says more about South Carolina or about Levis. <laughs> says what, it kind of lends to what you always kind of say, though, about quarterbacks. They're worth about four points, and there you go. Yeah, some of the best ones are worth like a touchdown. Points. I yep. mean, you take out Mahomes, you get like a touchdown on the line. That's about it. All right. So final game of the night, the night capper, not at midnight. Thank God. A&M, Texas A&M Aggies, the CBS night game option of the year. I think they get two of these, right? They do. A&M at Bama, Bama minus 24. It's going to be a night game. Bryant Denny's going to be rocking uh, 48 over under. So... They're expecting the A&M defense to put a slow on Bama. Bama's got, you know, most likely going to be starting their backup quarterback with uh, Jalen Milrow. Petty, what are your thoughts on this one? You're probably a little more objective than me. Yeah, man, I'm, first of all, I want to say I'm a little disappointed. It's a double-edged sword. I've enjoyed the Aggies meltdown the last couple weeks to Appalachian State and then getting beat to death by Mississippi State. I like watching the Aggies lose. But on the flip side, what was Gonna build up to be one of the biggest games in the SEC this year because of the feud between Saban and Jimbo in the offseason. It's kind of lost a little bit of the luster because AM sucks. Uh the only like you you brought up the most intriguing matchup though. You got Milrose gonna play the backup. He's more of a running quarterback. Can Jimbo in in the the, str- the strength of AM is their defense? Can they do anything to slow down Alabama's offense? Because that's their only prayer to make it close. You know, with Milrow in there, our lethal our, our run game becomes lethal because it's an extra man in the backfield you gotta look out for. Milrow's got a cannon, you know. He'll work on getting better timing with receivers and hopefully a little bit of touch because he throws it really, really hard. I think Bama should go out and kick the crap out of him. And if you look back in history and you're a trend guy, uh Nick Saban has had fifteen revenge games since he's uh after a loss at Alabama. And he's fourteen and one in those games straight up and eleven and four against the spread. Some of those spreads were big. Yeah, a lot of them were real big. A lot of them were big. He was covering a 30 and 40 point spread. So if you're a trend guy, you kind of got to play Bama in this one. However, and this is the big however, this is exactly like last year, except for we're not going out to College Station. Texas A&M had already lost two games before we played them last year. Everybody thought they sucked. We were supposed to kick the crap out of them. Rat poison kicked in and we got our asses beat. So watch out for that. Yes, watch out for that. Watch out for backdoor covers. Come on, Houston. Uh, we got some boys at week zero that might need Houston to cover. We just got an onside kick with a minute and a half. Did we get the onside? We got huh? the onside, baby. With Heartbreak. Eric, the Eric Smith Heartbreak miracle is. is in play. This, this Houston team has done everything that they could possibly do to not, to not cover, cover this game. Oh, shit. Missing 21-yard field goals. Missing Going for two-point conversions. We should not only be covering, we should be up in this game. Up by about two touchdowns. And in, but instead, this is one of the worst things, though, is when they keep teasing you with, we may do it, though, and then they're going to kick us in the nuts. It's coming. You know, this is one of those games where somebody's <laughs> going to be heartbroken, either Memphis or the Houston people, because both teams thought they thought they had a shot in this game a couple times. 
you may see some 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 noise go off in our show in a minute that makes no sense. Sorry, we we do have a live game going. I think people actually like that. That's a thing now, man. I see a lot of the hot things on YouTube is when people are watching games live or so maybe we like ought watch to pick parties that up. and talking yeah, about yeah, watch parties, talk about yeah. It. Well, if fun. they could hear us talking about it live, it might be exciting. But hearing this tomorrow uh, is probably not going <laughs> to be as fun. <laughs> what the hell are they yelling about? Okay. Who gives well, a shit about a damn Houston yeah. game from last night? Well, game hey, day. Man. <laughs> Not now that the excitement, I do want to reel us back into Bama. I, I let's go back to one more key for the game. Hey, what's what's B- Bob Bill O'Brien do with with you know what offensive game plan does he have? And if he has a good one, I think Bama rolls. Yeah, I think so too. I, yeah. I actually, you know, I'm a, I'm as much shit as I give Bob this year for non exciting play calling. I have faith in him in spots like this for some reason when he has to dig into the purse to do something it kind of seems like he gets a little bit creative but when you got Bryce Young back there you kind of just don't want to screw with him let him drop back and throw the ball right Eh, I don't know I guess that's it I'm trying to trying to be a devil's advocate on that side here (laughs) I understand all right let's do it we are finished with the SEC speed round oh nice we actually did it quick it's in the history now it's time to talk pick three I'll do mine first since I didn't have as good a record. You had the good record last week. It's like we keep flip-flopping. Yeah, Every we week we kind of switch out who's better and who's who's got the hot hand. But um, last week I was actually, you count the consensus, two and two. I was one and two in my pick three. I had UTSA Roadrunners. And then I got burned by your Rebels. And then my Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina just couldn't hold off Georgia Southern by 10 points. They beat them by four. They were going to win the game, but they kind of slopped around and let them come back or just let them hang in there. So blah, but we both had Bilma and Illinois in that consensus. So I broke even, didn't lose anybody any money, but sorry for not winning you any. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I did pretty much the same. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I think I went what uh, we gave them the consensus. I actually think if we told, I think we thought through the money line thought mm-hmm. out there on that consensus pick mm-hmm. for Illinois. If you really want to get crazy, and I think one of our oh, yeah, it was like did. plus two eighty. It was a good win. Yeah. We had a friend take that. Oh, I was um, <laughs> Come on now. But so, man, we we didn't do too bad. We're gonna get hot back this week. So, which are you starting us off? What you? Got? I'll start you off. I'm gonna head over to Big Ten country, a team which usually I'm not very good at, and this year I seem to be on a little better. Michigan Wolverines heading to Indiana. This Indiana defense is bad, folks. This Indiana team's kind of falling apart. This is not the Indiana team of last year. I don't care if it's at home. There is no Phoenix there on that field. It might be close at halftime. It might even be close to the third quarter, but that running back of Michigan is going to take over at some point, and it's going to get ugly. Uh, this is a 22-point line. I'm actually getting that half point because pushes are pushy. So Michigan minus 21.5 on the road. Big road favorite is the theme of week it sounds like right petty gonna be a theme so pay attention <laughs> all right all right second game that i've got tcu horned frogs a very very hot team headed to kansas kansas plus 7.5 kansas also hot tcu has looked good but i believe their schedule is a little misleading there's also a trend that we're not going to disclose here that we've been following. Uh, we hit three on this trend last week, and we are looking at this trend again this week. And that trend tells us to take Kansas in this game. That was so, four, sir. What's that? That was four on that trend last week. 
Oh, four on it. Excuse me. Four that we called, right? Yeah, because it started on that Thursday night with... Um, That's right. With BYU That's right. So this, and- is a, this is a killer trend, you guys. We're not going to tell everybody it'll ruin it. We won't be able to bet it anymore. But yeah. anyway, keep your eyes peeled. When we tell you about the trend, the mystery, magical trend, this is one of them. Kansas plus seven and a half. All right. And then I've got one last individual pick for you. And I'm going to bring it back to the SEC. And I know Georgia's been struggling for the last two weeks against the likes of Kent State and Missouri. They've looked like hell. Stetson Bennett looked like absolute trash. Okay. But Auburn's coming over this week. And I don't know if you guys have seen Auburn's quarterback. He's not as good as Steady. So, Uncle Steady, Aunt Kirby, it's your week, baby. Y'all are going to get to cover a big line. 28-point line, I believe, is what we're looking at. I get 27 and a half because you know why. 330. On CBS, I'll, all of my games will be over by the afternoon. Yeah, you're either you're either going to be real happy with Michael by uh, dinner or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what about you, Petty? Well, you got you got me three great picks this week. I do, man. Uh, I tell you, I fought this week. I think we both did this. I think Vegas is really starting to dial in, and they do that about midseason every year. So you got to really, really. And let me add to that, not just dial in on getting the lines accurate. That's not what really matters. They start dialing in on getting in our heads. That's the most important part. They start finding their way into our heads and putting lines out there that don't make sense and make you second guess yourself and stuff like that. So that's what they're doing good at right now. Oh, yeah. So, man, my first pick is I actually went to your well. I don't know why you held off of it. Um, I'm going to fade UMass. They are playing at home. Against Liberty, line's 24 and a half, and it's going to be 23 and a half because pushes are far. I think Hugh Freeze is, I think he's building his resume for a job down in uh, Lee County, Alabama. If mm-hmm. one Neil McCready of one of my favorite podcasts on the Rebel Grove is to be believed, man, he fully believes that Freeze is the leader in the clubhouse, and he's generally pretty pretty dead on with his sources. So I think Freeze is, is trying to show some stuff and hell, who are you going to show it better against than UMass? They're Michael's fading baby. So I'm going to fade UMass, take uh, Hugh Freeze and the Fighting Liberty Flames minus 23 and a half. Well, look, I I always hate it when I miss out on a good UMass fade. But in in your defense, last year you were a big Liberty chaser. So, you know, I kind of saw yeah. this one out there and let you play it. You know, Yeah, it's kind of meeting UMass- in the middle. And I did ask early in the week. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to jump on this if you if you let me because I want it bad." Um, oh, you you definitely finders keepers that one. Second, we're going to flip. I, I really was in on the Mississippi State uh, Arkansas game throughout the week, but the KJ Jefferson news, and I just I, I'm kind of wa- waffling, wavering, wavering, waffling, whatever the damn proper word is. I always screw these up on here. Um, I, I so I'm not. I'm actually going to go back to Michael's well from last week and, and kind of have a homer pick here. I think the Rebels go on the road and, and do what they did at Georgia Tech to Vanderbilt and just kind of murder ball them. It's going to be a 42 to 10 type game. I think the minus 17 is is going to be sound for the Rebs. I know they haven't played well in second halves this season, but I don't think it's going to be matter. I think they'll blow them out enough in the first and goes, goes to a nice 17 point win. Well, I think Plus. it's better for you to pick Ole Miss because they burned me last week. So <laughs> I'm going to let you have them, even though I agree with you 100%. This looks like it's going to be just a, you know, they're going to drag yeah. pretty bad on them. Oh, yeah. I think you guys get 250 rushing yards, maybe from one guy. I I, I think the, the Juckins the show is going to be, the Juckins, the Zach Evans show will be I was full. I don't sleep on Evans either. Juckins yeah, I, did, I didn't want to leave him out. Like, 
<laughs> is a premier premier freshman. Evans is a seasoned badass, so yeah. he'll he'll break out eventually. I think. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's been a little injured. That's what a lot of people. He had a hit pointer last week. That's why they let Juckins kind of take over. Ah, that that explains a lot. Good good stuff. Good stuff from the inside Ole Miss fandom here. I like it. <laughs> there you go. All right, my final pick of the night, man. I'm going out west for it. Usually a late nighter, but it's actually kicking off at 7:30 on Fox. Uh, USC resurgent under Lincoln Riley and all the transfers from Oklahoma are taking on Wazoo, the former land of the Pirate. Washington State though has actually got a good quarterback and they've been putting up good points. They're averaging over 30 points a game right now, and as mm-hmm. Michael likes to point out, USC's defense does give up some points. Terrible. They also score in bunches. I like the mm-hmm. over in this game. 65 points, uh, rolling with the over. So there's, there's, there you have it, man. There's my pick three. Uh, let the good times roll. May the odds ever, ever be in your favor. And I think we do have phone ringing. Brr-ring, brr-ring. <laughs> got the phone ringing coming in. What is that, Betty? Oh, that's a, that's a week zero consensus calling. This is actually a very special week zero consensus as well, because not only is it a consensus pick between Petty and I, but it is also part of the same trend that we spoke on earlier. UCLA uh, doing a nice afternoon game out in the Pac-12, which seems to be pretty rare. They're either playing at breakfast or after midnight at home versus Utah. And uh, UCLA is a three and a half point dog at home. UCLA undefeated. Utah's got that one loss to Florida. What do you think about this one, Petty? Mm, I think there's again, there's a trend that we really, we really cashed in on last week. And mm-hmm. look, man, when 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 you're on a heater, you you ride it until it's not. And this falls directly under that category. And directly. for that reason, the the consensus this week is UCLA. It was four and a half when we took it, but we still like it at three and a half. Take mm-hmm. UCLA Bruins at three and a half, and sit back and. And play the play the magic system play this play, thing. Play, this and, trend and, is and, great, and, guys. It's great. Yeah, it's what Michael in Michael's pick three is a unicorn game. I'm really interested to see how that game plays out because it it not only has our trend in it, but it also has something that is a very rarity in gambling. And again, mm-hmm. look, we can't t- we can't tell you how the gumbo's made, or you know, we'll have to take. Yeah, you to just keep an eye on you. especially this one. This UCLA <laughs> game right here is as close as we can get to lock. Right, dude. Holy backdoor cover, backdoor covers. Oh, I saw it. Uh, by the way, anybody who's interested, Houston just won this game by a point. <laughs> <laughs> they got an onside kick. Backdoor cover, baby. Oh, my God. That's great. Now, if you're a Memphis fan, talk about a bad beat. Ooh, Ooh. God. You don't want to get any of those this week, guys. Let's let you go so you can get this podcast yeah. digested and get on to the Saturday morning cocktail kickoff at 1030 a.m. this morning, Saturday. See you in just a little bit. Week Zero podcast is made possible by our founding sponsors. First, Workspace Solutions of Charlotte, North Carolina. They provide websites, social media, and digital advertising. Visit WorkspacePros.com. Second, we have DreamWork Financial Group of Birmingham, Alabama, a registered investment advisor. They have personalized portfolios, wealth management, and Spectre and Tempo funds. Visit DreamWork.Financial/WeekZero. Remember, investments involve risk. See website for disclaimers. The third, we have Custom Plumbing and Gas Fitters of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They specialize in residential and commercial plumbing and gas fitting, new construction and remodels. Call 205-534-2800. Finally, we have Real Rock Thin Stone Veneer by Lambstone Company. It's interior and exterior stone, thick wall and thin stone veneer. Visit lambstone.com slash week zero for more information.